Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So last episode, I posed the question, and now it seems more timely than ever. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) After the past week, we've all had with the NHL and doing NHL things. What happened? Oh, nothing we want to talk about. (laughs) Um, If slash when... You get to the point where you cannot stand watching the NHL or any of its teams anymore. What league will you watch to get your hockey fix and why? So I have two answers. One is definitely cheating, so I'll save that for last. Um, The Champions Hockey League, uh, which is actually starting up in late August. It's just a random mix weekends only from all the other European leagues and a little tournament and they take weeks off mm-hmm. and it's fun. So you get kind of the best of, you know, sometimes it's fun to watch Finnish league because they play the, you know, the in-between ice size between North American ice and IWHF standard ice. Um, so their offense is a little more, you know, what, North American hockey fans are used to, but they're just fun, random games. And when teams never play each other, it's just, you get some, some sloppy hockey since it's early days of the season for these teams. And you get some impressive skill. And then the cheat answer is my kids leagues. Cause they apparently want to play and I'm officially a hockey parent. Oh, may the um, spiritual being or, or um, sentient being or alien of your choosing have mercy on my soul, whatever <laughs> left of it. Um, yeah. See, <laughs> so you I, ran into I, the same problem I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because the only answer I could come up with would also make me sound unbelievably like a creepy old stalker man, because while Pat is forced to become the hockey dad, um, I would have absolutely no problem in going and watching some of the kids leagues around here just because it's sort of the last last bastion of it being kind of for fun before they start turning too serious you know and you start getting the psycho <laughs> hockey parents with the i mean i i there's there's still it it hasn't festered its way fully down around here at least fully down to a lot of the little leagues because there's you know I'm sure that'll change now with the Kraken involvement and everything. Mm-hmm. So once that um, gamma variant of the virus has infected down into bowels of hockeydom. Uh, I would call I them just, upper echelons and everything trickling down. But, yeah, yeah, that's true. So... <laughs> One way you can avoid the whole, oh, um, there's no soft way to put it, being the creep that doesn't have a kid or a relative in the game, 
Uh, just volunteer to be at the scorekeeper and save the parents from themselves because they don't know how to work technology that isn't a, a, a phone. You know, and I, I actually did think about doing that when the um, when the ranks start opening up around here again. More open, I should say. More open than they are currently. Um, plus, I could also get my, you know, announcer chops in. There you go. Mm-hmm. Please Let's welcome go. your wild, you know, that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I know a cre- I'm, I'm sorry, teammate that, that does that sort of thing around here. Um, <laughs> I will be seeing him in less than an hour. So. Well, tell him, tell him I'm coming for his job. All <laughs> right. I will. Not at the NHL level though. I think there are plenty no. of those to go around the country, you know, so I think you're, well, okay. he, he, he does work with a local college club team and he could be booted from that job. Yeah, that require me moving though, and that's not going to happen anytime soon. Oh no, no, no! You you could remote in. There's a there's a <laughs> there are plenty of college club teams there. You don't need to go like you know hijacking one in North Carolina. We we have yeah. the technology. Yeah, well, just uh, because you can doesn't mean you should. So yeah. just hijack hijack the junior black bears team, and um, everybody wins, right? I don't <laughs> see if I were to hijack a local club team around here, it would mean I'd have to step foot on one of the campuses that just gives me the heebie jeebies because no, because they don't practice on campus. That's true. Yeah, that's and true. they don't play that's on cool. campus. Uh, not currently. Um, yeah. I still have to associate myself with them though, and that's just mm, well, no, that. it wouldn't have to be you, Dub. I, I believe uh, there's a few others there that do have. You, do, do you think that it's specifically you, Dub, that I have the heebie? <laughs> just put it this way. Let's just put it this way, Cassie. I was born and raised in Washington. <laughs> I went to school in Maryland for <laughs> university. Okay. That ought to tell you all you need to know about my... Yeah, you voluntarily went to a school that had, like, that nasty old flag. <laughs> I, hey, hey, Whoa, hey, that, hey, oh, hey, I, um... Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm quickly coming up with an episode-ending question. Um, <laughs> hey. Okay, so my answer. <laughs> yeah, you better, yeah. Yeah, you, that sound you hear is Cassie making a hard right turn. She, she pulled the e-brake, the chutes, slammed on the brakes, flipped the wheel. It's the hooked, left turn at Albuquerque, you know. There is a drummer batting hook. Yeah. Grand Forks, North Dakota. I have no idea what that's about. There's an individual who lives there that does some coverage of the uh, UND program that may or may not be from the uh, great state of Maryland. Mm. Yeah. Hey, All hey. right. Wait, wait. No, no, you, 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 you better bat, you better bat hook that light pole in your Batmobile and hook that corner hard, Cassie. <laughs> so I struggled with this question because, and that's why I asked it because it was one of those, I am increasingly being pushed. I feel like I'm increasingly being pushed to the margins by the NHL um, for a number of reasons. And so I've been like, well, you know, if I don't follow the NHL or an NHL team, nominally Seattle at this point, but they've kind of unsurprisingly been a disappointment 
<clears throat> like most Seattle teams are. Um, so they blend in with the landscape. <laughs> and uh, so my first thought was college, and then I was like, no, wait, NCAA. Don't like what the NCAA does with athletes, and so maybe not. And then my second thought was women's professional hockey. And then I thought, I'm not really a fan of what the PWHPA is doing. And have less of a fan of the NWHL. I don't mind the NWHL at the moment. There, there's nothing overly unsavory going on there, so far as I know, and I don't think I want to know if there is. Um, but then I was like, yeah, there's that whole there. There's still like jockeying for position, trying to get the NHL to notice them, pay for their yeah. I, the whole thing is just kind of icky, and so that made me think of Europe. Although my coworker Scott suggested QMJHL, and I'm like, yeah, junior hockey. But it's the Q, and it's uh, the fun league. No. That's the worst one of them all. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it's the best to watch. I'm not saying it's good. It, 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 we're picking between the lesser of all evils. Uh, yeah, that means going to Europe where I don't know anything about any of the leagues. <laughs> now, the only plus side to Europe, at least for you and me, Cassie, is we can just have a feed on in the background during working or during business hours. Well, unless you choose a team in a country where it's a media social or it's a media black hole, you know, like. I don't think the British League streams anything. Switzerland certainly doesn't. Uh, France probably doesn't. Not like to North America anyway. Um, So, yeah, I mean, even trying to do the VPN thing is kind of tricky. And uh, (laughs) so, so, yeah, I mean, it's like if I could, if I could stream like say the Swiss league, I would totally do that in a heartbeat. So if you guys know something I don't, let me know. Tell me after we're done like recording and I'll be happy to do that. I, uh, I, I, I really, my, my alternate answer is the IHL, the Australian ice hockey league, Mm -hmm. because that'd be a summer league for me. Right. And the games tend to be on, you know, late-ish on weekends up here. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that they are still streaming them. So, you know, it, you know, it's kind of fun, sloppy hockey. Plus, you get the bonus of Aussie fans who make every event better just because they're Aussie fans. Yeah, usually. Yeah, and by and large, I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... The, the, I've I've dabbled in the Euro leagues before, and eh, there's just too many names I recognize. Going, oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I remember him. I remember him. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, during the 0405 lockout, I think we all kind of dabbled in the European leagues before. We went through our experimental phase. Yeah. <laughs> I know I was watching uh, uh, Sweden, SEL. Damn. It's hard to root for Joker right now that they're in the KHL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, KHL is definitely one of those, no way. 
Mm-mm. Right, you do you do not like having your team wages paid in little brown paper bags left in locker. You know, I would be more than happy to support um, Mogilny's or um, Fedorov's teams, but um, no. <laughs> I'll just say at least the KHL, their website, they make it easy for English speaking mm. fans. Yeah. I will give them credit for that alone. Like, if I want to watch games, it's easy. Whether it works or not is a different story. I can I can get a subscription to something. I can get news and information. They make it easier to kind of be a fan. Just, uh, other than you know the you know corruption behind the scenes and- <laughs> stuff. Yeah, all that. Yeah. It just you know that the KHL sort of reminds me of uh, what was his name, Bill Dwyer, the the purported mobster that used to own the New York City Americans mm-hmm. in the NHL. You know that's it. Just seems like an entire league made up of of that. Wait, there was an NHL owner not named Norris back then. Yeah. Who? Wasn't one of the Norris family, nor the. Smythe family, nor the Campbell family. Hmm. Hmm. Or the Patricks. Um. Wow. I had a thought that it just ran away. You'll remember it. You'll remember it about 10 minutes after See, we're done. We started <laughs> drifting back into NHL talk, and look what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you broke me. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. The only thing I did want to talk about was this continual, oh dear God, after free agent frenzy, listening to the 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 accountant and financial experts continually talking about, you know, the tax breaks in certain states. Oh dear God. And how many times have agents basically said that is a non-issue? For any of us, because they have financial advisors, they get accountants, they get way. There are ways, you know, to avoid the penalties. And and plus, it's just it's mind numbing (laughs) because they always get their money. Always. We've, We've ranted about this before, but it just it drives me nuts, you know. Oh, well, there's a reason Braden Point signed for a little bit, you know, less down there because, you know, it's a good environment for him. There's no state income tax. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, shut up, please, about the state income tax. Yeah, but you have to I live in Florida. <laughs> well, well yeah, that, that part of Florida is, it. it is its own little bubble. No, I know. It's, and I've it's actually not. Lived, I actually right. lived in that part of Florida and, and actually didn't mind living there, but especially the, at, the time of years where, you know, hopefully winter, next year. It's really nice. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just talking about how the state is run. <laughs> oh, it, uh, I don't miss those days of having. Yeah. To yeah. So. That's yeah. Um, me and Washington, of course, the, it's like freaking everything else is taxed as far as they can tax it. Sure. It doesn't have state income what? tax, but. Every state that doesn't have a state income tax has a higher rate of sales tax, gas tax, real estate tax, property, you know, all the other taxes. Yeah, everything. Mm -hmm. You know, Hmm. that's where they make up the difference, kids. Mm -hmm. And so. And if they add, if they add a a, a state income tax, none of those go down either. (laughs) Right. 
Uh, yeah. They still want their money. And they want all of your money. Maybe Braden Point just likes being on a winning team and is willing to accept, oh, the top guy on the roster already earns this. Okay. I can earn the same. Fine. Yeah. Because Braden Point, if and the other thing is, is there's always, you know, the the structure of the deal is where you get it. Is is where you avoid all of this crap. How many of them are front loaded in actual cash? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there's an 11 million dollar signing bonus this year. There's a five million next year. Then you know, then it seven, drops to base seven, seven right? Yeah. yeah, seven seven or whatever, right? Well, yeah, because I get a lump sum of money. You know what I get to do with that lump sum of money? Pay tax on it once, then invest yeah. it and watch it grow more. Over the time that I've got this contract, just give me a break. That's the reason why players weren't willing to give the owners money back right early. Let me earn a little something on it on the front end, and then I'll give it back to you later. Yeah. So let me let me me disperse my portfolio to where I can get 20 percent back on this in three years so that when I pay you back, it's less painful for me. So I have a I have a unrelated question. Oh, good, because I was tired of this subject. And I <laughs> okay. Can anyone explain to me what Ron Francis is doing with this roster? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, yes you, you in the back, Pat. Yes. Um, yeah, so Francis targets very specific skill sets. The overall great, well-rounded players who are great for your second line. Problem being, there's no one flashy. Everybody's going to get pushed to the outside. He has a formula where he's going to take the conservative players off every roster. Well, and that's fine. I understand that. I'm not, like, thrilled with it, but I get that that's his shtick. No, my question is, we've had the expansion draft. We've had the entry draft, and the first opening day of free agency was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But they still need four more players to finish their NHL roster. They're currently at 19 roster size. They have well, 22 of 50 contracts. Yes, but they also have four RFAs who have played any like significant NHL games last season to resign. Right, that would get them over the mark. No, no, that well is that who they? So they have eleven forwards and six defensemen signed as of today. Okay, okay. That doesn't include like your Vince Dunn's or Dennis Cholowski's. Okay. So they will hit their numbers um, at some point. And then, and then, what's the story with the goalie situation? Because I thought that Dreger, is that how you say his name? Dreger. I thought that he was going to be their number one guy, and then they pick up Grubauer. See, he was. I think he was, and it was a it was a risky bet. I'm actually going to applaud Francis for this was a smart move. Right. At least you have a proven commodity. Although, you know, he's getting up in age. He's worn down the last two seasons with Colorado. But it's a worthwhile bet. 
Because uh, goaltending has burned him in the past. So he's got a 1A, 1B situation? I certainly think so, yes. Okay. And Grubauer can at least play, do like a 65-35 split. Should Drieger, you know, he's going from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference. Whole new, you know, complexion to a team in front of him. They're going to play a very conservative style to make it a little easier based on, you know, shot, you know, shot volume scene. Uh, Grubauer's at least played with multiple teams and multiple coaches. He's probably mm-hmm. a little more familiar with it at the NHL level than Drieger. Drieger is. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> I, like, it, 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 Sorry, Pat. I mean, it was just hysterical because it's like once you saw that Grubauer basically wasn't getting re-signed in Colorado, I went, oh, crap. Here we go. And sure <laughs> enough, you know, they they overpaid, kind of overcommitted, but I see why they did it. You know, it would not. It's it's one of those. I can see why they did it. It wouldn't have been my choice type moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, then the rest of the front office going, hey, Ron, uh, you know, we picked up this kid from Washington. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to be our, you know, our growth, our growth goalie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we kind of have too many goals. Oh, um, um, see if anybody wants them. See if Washington wants him back. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, it was sort of like, well, don't need you anymore. See ya. Yeah. And they already had a fourth potential growth goalie just sitting there in Joey Decord. So I think. Well, it- I think their plan with Decord is to let him grow, grow. Right. I think yeah. it was. I think it was going to be Dreger and Vanacek. Well- well, Vanacek, and, uh, that was what his role last year in Washington was supposed to be. Right. And it he kind of turned into found money for the Capitals when Lundqvist could not be medically cleared to play. Right. But he did sort of prove that he is capable-ish of being at least a young NHL backup or a split time with another, you know, a little bit more mature goalie. So, you know. I had no problem with those two initial draft picks. I just don't. I'm not a huge fan of the group bar pick, but, you know, uh, I, I, I was starting to wonder if they didn't price themselves out of the blackmail market in the expansion draft. No, that's what I had been reading is that everything Francis wanted was way over what everyone well, wanted to like pay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, but I think multiple GMs are doing that where this offseason was one of the more wild free agent frenzies, trades. Like, this is what we've kind of built it up in our mind, what trade deadlines of the past have been like, was the last two weeks. And some aspects of it were fun. But I think GMs like Dubas in Toronto, when he allowed... Um, you know, new Edmonton Oilers whipping boy. Hyman. Oh my god! Yeah, Zach Hyman to negotiate. He set a certain price to get that eighth year, and he stuck to it. I think we're seeing that in Buffalo right now with you know the Jack Eichel um, 
blackmail party? I don't know. I don't know I what's going. Yeah. Oh dear God, that is, that whole thing is hostage situation. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And we may even yeah. see that with maybe less so with St. Louis and Tarasenko, but we're seeing certain players being held on to, and we're going to see many more Joe Sackick, Matt Duchesne situations because if you know. Kevin Adams extracted a price for Ristolainen. Um, he extracted a price for Sam Reinhart. Yeah. <clears throat> people are people are more willing to pay prices, it seems, right now. And, and so stick with it and you might get what you want. You just might have to wait a couple extra months. And I'm and see, that's what I'm wondering is if is if maybe there isn't a play for Grubauer here that involves Seattle trading him at some point to someone that is in dire need of a, you know, let's just say the name out loud Edmonton where Seattle can eat some salary. Edmonton can give up some resources to have them eat the salary and they can get a veteran goaltender in there for a few years. One that isn't, you know, shocked by every shot that comes at him. Like Mike Smith, I swear to God, I've never seen a man who just like, lurches at pucks like my god where did that come from you know every time he makes a save um yeah no he likes to wander around his like net way too much he needs to be tethered to it it's it's not it's not the wandering (laughs) It, it really isn't the wandering when you see him get set even if he's if he's in his net and gets set and a shot hits him it it really his reaction oftentimes is just like whoa where did this come from you know he just sort of jumps like lurches and just is like complete shock that something hit him. But anyway, um, oh, we weren't going to talk about the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> God, darn it. Oh, so speaking of Champions League. Yeah. How can I stream that? <laughs> uh, I do believe they have a streaming package. I, will, I think they uh, do. I will pass on that information. And like I said, it's not every week. Yeah, you can they, they, well, you can catch your breath, and it's not all consuming. It's not nine months of just oh, can we just get this over with? Like the past two seasons have been for the um, league that shall not be named. The COVID seasons. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I, you know. <laughs> I've been in enough abusive relationships to know that they're never going to love me back. Nope. Oh, oh no, I, I didn't expect them to love me back. I just expected that they would um, uh, not continue have... to grind me under their boot. No, not even that. To, it, see, as a woman, you kind of have to expect something like that with the sports world. <laughs> just the sports world, Cassie? <laughs> well, that's what we're talking about right now, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so no, I, I just I just kind of thought that, you know, maybe they would keep their dirty laundry from being so public better than they have. And they're not. And that's fine, I guess, but at the same time it's kind of repulsive. So yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I like understating yeah. things prefect, okay? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's no, my blood pressure my blood pressure just went up. And so the tactic is very well played. 
Hey, uh, Pat, I understand that you had a, a, um, a rant you would you would like to present. To All right. Let, let, let's in, not in, get in Pat's in Pat's rant corner. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do this in five minutes. Um, professional sports teams are not your friends. They're just business. And the league that shall not be named. They are a business They're They don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit that they are an entertainment business and other forms of entertainment. When you bring in garbage human beings that do garbage things, let's say, and I'm not even going to name names, but a certain country artist who stuck his foot in his mouth quite a few times, he is going to see a small, subtle drop off in ticket sales at venues. Now that, you know, you can go do outdoor concerts in North America at your own risk. Um, I don't ex the, the league is full of garbage human beings. We just don't know which ones are truly garbage and truly not. I don't care about your political beliefs. I don't care that you favor a political party in whatever country you live in or from that's in your best interest to keep as much money in your pocket as possible. I get that. But when you take a public player who do, does stupid things publicly and then wants to apologize and keep all his growth in private, that's utter garbage. You make a mistake in public, it becomes public knowledge. You are a public individual. That means you're willing to be, you are open to be criticized. And the law backs you up, at least in the United States, as the former journalist of me comes out. That individual is open for criticism for anything they do publicly, whether in their venue of sport, entertainment, what have you, and also legally. When these idiots do things that not only are just stupid, but also break laws, they deserve to be criticized and thrown under the bus. By fans. I'm not here to defend you or to defend a piece of laundry. And my choices then become my own. And I'm kind of sick and tired of having to balance the moral moral questions that come up of continuing to be a sports fan versus I just need a little entertainment in my life. Because what's happening now is more garbage human beings that may agree with certain, you know, um, unproven, overrated hockey players that may or may not be good on a power play. It's going to make the experience worse for everybody else that was stuck around when a team wasn't so successful. It's going to limit your fan base and also your customer base. So the league that shall not be named continues to stick its, it just stab itself in the foot because they continue to make a certain amount of money year in, year out, that's guaranteed. I'm under no obligation to continue watching or paying for tickets. So when certain lines are crossed, and let me be clear, the certain team that I follow that paid money to for the last, I don't know how many years, they put a brand out there for everyone to see. And it was fun. It was enjoyable. And it was fun for people both in the market and out of the market. Did I ever think for one second that this wasn't a business strategy? No, I'm not that naive or foolish. 
But when you start making plans behind the scenes that counter that public branded perception that you've created and you've instructed employees, not just the coaches, not not just the people that go in front of cameras and microphones or on your television screens, but when you start instructing them, we're going to do something stupid and here's what you need to tell people before you've even done it. You've just made a mistake and now you're just trying to mitigate and do damage control because you don't really care. And you know what? That's fine. That's your business plan. The biggest problem becomes certain segments of fans actually have a moral compass. And success of your individual team is going to mitigate your business responsibility. You're going to find people to take the tickets that I choose to no longer pay for. You're going to fill your building. But me as now a, you know, youth coach again, I'm constantly in front of young kids, constantly trying to teach them not just hockey skills, but just basic life skills and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable within a team within a building where you're playing, but stuff that you can also take back to your classrooms, to your homes. I can't sit there and just justifiably support any of these teams right now based on drafting players who have a criminal record in another country, based on players who are just jerks, just not moral human beings. I don't have the time or energy to support any of them right now, especially after the past, you know, 18 months that we've all lived through. Most of our priorities have changed in life. And if they haven't, well, that says more about you than it does about the rest of the world. And that's why we have tried to avoid talking about the NHL at length this episode, because I think we're all tired and we're not the only ones. And I'll leave it at that. Not just the NHL, but specific, you know, some of the specificities, specificities, some of the real fine details <laughs> <laughs> and events around what's happened this offseason have been hammered to death. You don't need to listen to me. I won't no. speak for, for you two, but you don't need to listen to me pontificate and regurgitate, you know, the same sentiment that a lot of other people are already espousing, you know, on cross multiple different platforms that you consume. I've said my piece and Pat just said my piece for me. Yeah. I could put the, the woman's perspective spin on that, but it's pretty much the same thing. No, we weren't going to let you anyway, because you know, you're right. Cause I'm a woman. Why would you? <laughs> no, you, Patrick's just still bitter about the Maryland comment. Hey, Hey, <laughs> Hey, uh, you're bringing up fire. All right. <laughs> I mean, is it any real? The question really is: Is it any worse than a, the disembodied head of George Washington on a flag? <laughs> no. <laughs> if the head was in a jar, it'd be much better. <laughs> Some people would find that disrespectful, though. But, yes, it would be better. <laughs> and others would be Futurama fans, but hey. Yep. Yep. 
All right. Um, I think. Yeah. Pat, why don't you go ahead and close this out? Because I'm just sitting here looking at Zappa albums on HD tracks that I'm thinking about buying in the high res format. Oh, well, let me let me make this quick so you can get to that. Um, we talked a little about kids leagues. Chicago 78 available. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the NWHL and the PWHPA and their issues and who they're looking to get money from. And I may have had another rant about, oh, the cost of youth hockey these days. As my kids get ready to play house league, rec league, you know, the thing that you start at and, you know, the sticker shock that makes this game stupidly inaccessible to people. So let me ask you this. How can we, communities, societies, cities, towns, municipalities, whatever, how can we subsidize the costs to get more kids playing youth sports, specifically? This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.